Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back for another Pulse of Israel Torah Talk with Rav Shlomo Katz. The Pesach holiday just ended here in the land of Israel a few days ago. This has been a very different Pesach holiday for the whole Jewish people, definitely for the Jewish people in the land of Israel, and especially different for our community here in, uh, in Ephrat. And even more than that, the synagogue and synagogues that we pray in and daven in in our little corner of our community in Ephrat because uh, the horrific tragedy of uh, the D family of the two daughters killed immediately in a terror attack and the mother injured in that same terror attack then died from her wounds in that terror attack a few days later the D family lives in our community Leo D is a personal friend of mine, a personal friend of ours in the community, well-known in the community, a personal friend and learning partner. Yeah, we learned together. We studied for smicha. And I'm Miftar. We become rabbis together here in Efrat about 16 years ago. 15, much like that. Yeah, so here you see Rabbi Katz's personal connection. So this, is, this isn't just a national tragedy for us. We, as individuals, as a community, are internalizing this, are living with this as a personal tragedy that we are personally connected with. From here, I'm running straight to, uh, to the morning home, to the Shiva house of Leo D, to be with him again, again as a personal friend and trying to be there for him. This is a very important uh, time to hear insight from Rabbi Katz. And I want to I say, I want to ask for everyone's forgiveness because I'm sure Rabbi Katz might, might be in a little di- different place than me, but because this is so personal and because we just went through this whirlwind of a week of, uh, of, of Passover, a very different type of Passover, my mind is still totally in the clouds, trying to be as clear as possible, trying. Uh, but still, very much in the clouds, cloud because we're, we're, we're still in the midst of this. We're still living this. I mean, just as I was walking here to Rabbi Katz's office, um, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu just was dropped off by helicopter just two seconds away. Literally outside here. Right, literally outside here by, by helicopter. This just shows like we are, we are the eye of the storm, our little community, our tight-knit community. And just giving a little perspective, this isn't the first time that Efrat or our tight-knit community here has experienced uh, this national level of terror. Last one that to hit us, and again, was my personal friend, our personal friend, Ari Fold, just back in 2018, uh, murdered in a terror attack. Uh, there was Sarah Blaustein around 20 years ago, murdered in a terror attack, also from the community of Efrat. Not the first time that we're dealing with this. So, Rabbi Katz... How do we internalize all of what we, we as a community, as the Jewish people, have experienced with, uh, with, this, with this terror attack, with this uh, tragedy that's not just one child, not just two children. Also, it's the, it's, the, it's the third pair of siblings murdered in a terror attack in three months. Third pair of siblings. Like, like as if one person, one child isn't enough. <clears throat> three pairs of siblings murdered in terror attacks. And then the mother as well. Taking a family of seven down to a family of four. How should we be internalizing all of this? As we were walking towards the... Uh, 
because again, I am also a bit foggy. Times, dates, funerals, even getting into the funerals. Um, was walking to one of the funerals uh, with Rabbi Riskin's son. Uh, walking with Rabbi Riskin in front of us, the chief rabbi of And since I'm a Kohen, so I, I go into a certain as you saw me special the area, special booth. They were made for Kohanim that can't come in contact with the... With Rabbi Riskin, who's also a Kohen. And the mayor of Ifrat is also a... I didn't know he's a Kohen. too, and Rabbi Brandy, the head of Ortora Stone. It's, it, it was, it's, it's a very small room, and I sat there with Rabbi Riskin's son, Yoni, a dear friend of mine, and I asked him, I asked him to tell Yoni, Ifrat's around for how many years? They're celebrating the 40th year now, is that correct? Like yep, 40. 40. Years. Like 40 years. You've been here more or less from day one. Was there ever such a horrific story, the magnitude of pain that we're dealing with right now? Because you mentioned individuals, we're not comparing pain, we're speaking about the scope, the magnitude of what, what, this, what is going on right now. Where, like you said, from family from seven to four, a mother and two daughters, young, Lucy was 48. The girls, Maya and Rina, are 20 and were 20 and 15. There was never such a thing here. Israel's had stories where families, Nebuch, like the Fogel family, family, the Fogel family, family, right? These are uh, Fogel family also decimated. Chatuel family, the mother and all the daughters, I think it was five daughters, four or five daughters, all killed in a terror attack, living, leaving the father, yeah. husband alone. Years later, thank God, rebuilding that uh, family. The Lapid family, I remember. There, there are many. That, that, so internalizing is impossible right now. It's amazing how the Alakha says, like when someone's that when a person is in a state of, 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 of rightful rage and anger, you don't you don't modedim, you don't measure him, you don't... You don't judge him. You don't judge him. his reactions, his yeah, sayings, yeah. And um, the Efrat community at large is in... And in large, like Ravi was explaining to you before, there's a sense of community here that I've never felt anywhere in my life, and I've lived in many communities. My father was always in different large communities. He was the cantor of different large communities. Uh, I've never been prouder to live in Efrat, that's the truth, painfully so, from painful circumstances. To internalize that, getting back to what you're saying, the word you're saying, to internalize it can't happen right now. The family is still in Shiva, it's impossible, um, if ever. But when that day comes, we have to understand that there must be a revolution. Nothing short of a revolution. What type of a revolution? This is everything I'm thinking about right now. It has to be a complete spiritual revolution. And you might say to me, what do you mean spiritual revolution? You've got to take care of terrorists. And we have such a strong army. We could wipe out whatever we want in any, any given second. That's not... You don't have to build the army. There is a very very strong, probably the strongest army uh, in the world, probably. The, the, that, that's not what needs to be rebuilt. It's, it's something here. Here. 
It's something like, yeah, it has to, it's the bridge. It's like this bridge of, I need a spiritual evolution of remembering what it means to be part of the neshama of Am Yisrael. The soul of the Jewish people. The soul of the Jewish people, because if I, and the pulse of the nation. Because if I remember what the pulse is all about, if I remember what the soul and the heart and really the mind are really essentially all about, then that body called the military structure and the physical structure of the nation, that's ready to go at any second. Right. It's not, that's not the issue. Right. The, the Prime Minister just landed on a chopper here. That's not the issue. If we can go in and, and, and wipe out Iraq's nuclear uh, you know, dome in, in, in the 80s. 80s, and we can do Iraq, those things are not the issues. Can I translate what you're saying? You could, hopefully hopefully Meaning, I understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. Rabbi Katz is saying right now that we have the infrastructure, the army, to take care of our, our problems today, yesterday, if necessary. Our army is not yet, has not yet taken care of our problems and ended this because the Jewish people spiritually, we have still not owned our own identity and own our own purpose as a people in our land. And we're still very much divided, not, not defining who we are and why we're here. But the second, the minute, the day that we as a people, are uh, uh, enough of us, enough of a mass of us, do have that understanding and come together and, def and define that for ourselves, the army will be ready to take care of the enemy. Our politicians will be ready to take care of the enemy where the enemy will be stopped. All those who want to live in peace with us will live in peace with us and we'll be able to live peacefully in our land fulfilling our purpose as the Jewish people that's, in our ancestral very, yeah. homeland. Maybe I'll even like, now that you said that, I'll try to even make it clearer. Every physical body has a, a healthy immune system, fights what needs to fight, allows what needs to come into the body. That's a healthy immune system, right? But if something is pulling back on the immune system, it opens up, you, you, you could have the strongest physical body in the world, but when the immune system is infiltrated with different viruses, it can't act properly the way that it is. There's a virus that's infiltrated Am Yisrael for a very long time. I don't know from when. Definitely, definitely, definitely from 99, September 93. Yeah. When the Amalekite Accords were signed on, on, in Washington, so something... Barry Katz is referring to the Oslo Accords, and he's calling it the Amalekite Accords. Very good. If you want to explain why you said that, that will be also good, but continue. Yeah. 100%. The second that I, my immune system is down, and I, and I could even have all the holy reasons, so-called holy reasons, why I want to let my immune system be infiltrated with viruses, the whole body, the body doesn't function. My fingers may do some good things here, but the liver is messed up. The body doesn't function. The body's there. The body is even strong, but it's not acting the way that it is. But that, this, what we're saying here, is no innovative thought. It's not a chidush, what we call. Why? Because what we just learned right now, when physical death happens, the soul leaves the body, and the body begins to deteriorate and, and turn into crumbles. With the resurrection of the Tchiatamitim, resurrection of death, it's the opposite. The body is restored and rebuilt. The body is rebuilt. And then the vessel is strong enough to contain the light of the soul to come back in, merge back in, reunite back in, align back in. 
for 75 years of the modern state of Israel, we haven't really had the luxury mm. to focus on soul. Mm. We got, I mean, and, and even today, we don't really have that luxury. Right. I mean, last I checked, even with the peace treaties we have with two con- neighboring countries, I, I don't, I'm not really doing um, uh, uh spiritual Jewish meditation uh, retreats in Aqaba or in Cairo. It's not exactly... They're not inviting us. <laughs> Right. But even if it's not a luxury right now, we've seen as strong as an army is without the healthy soul to restructure the immune system of the people. Can I going in circles? Can I further go into depth of the virus you're referring to? And again, because you, and again, you can explain why you called it the Amalekite Accords, but again, Rebecca Katz was referring to the Oslo Accords in 93. I want to give, I want to bring people back, those people who remember pre-1993, and those who are not familiar with pre-1993. Pre-1993, majority of the Jewish people were against the two-state solution. Why? Because it was tried for close to a hundred years since the 1920s and always failed. And it was always the Arabs who said no, always the Jews who said yes. Not only that, most of the Jewish people did not recognize the Palestinians as a people. Most of the world did not recognize the Palestinians as a people. Yasser Arafat was this crazy lunatic terrorist who used to go to the United Nations with a gun. The fact that he was allowed to go in a different story. Um, And no one accepted him. And even according to Israeli law, he was forbidden to talk to. I remember being a soldier, pre-Oslo Accords, I mean, I just want people to understand this. I was one of four soldiers on a rooftop in an Arab village called Inabta, and we managed the whole Arab village. Four soldiers. We used to just walk around, do patrols in the daytime, uh, roadblocks when necessary. Four of us, alone, on a rooftop, nighttime, arrests, go into the four of us, that's it. No backup meaning next to us. That's it. Four soldiers managing an Arab village. Do you know how many soldiers, Israeli soldiers, are necessary to go in and do an arrest today in an Arab village? 40, 50 soldiers are needed with the the most elite units and the most uh, sophisticated equipment to go in. That did not, that was not necessary pre-Oslo Accords. Like this whole, we've all been, the virus is basically, it's 180 degrees Sheker, it's all lies. We we call it the peace process. It brought more war. It brought more terror. It brought more death. It brought more mourning. Brought more suffering. And and the, and this virus that that you're referring to, it's one of the viruses, and it's corrupted our soul to understand. Wait a second. We are the Jewish people. This thing called Palestine, Palestinians, is something that's that's hurting our soul. Hurting our purpose as a nation, hurting the purpose of uh, hurting the pur- our purpose to try to help humanity, holding us back because we're we're being so focused on dealing with this outside virus instead of dealing with the true purpose of who we are as a Jewish people, trying to make the world a better better place by being the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And I have to say, people will say, "Oh, but Israel's still doing great things." Yes, Israel's still doing great things. But then imagine how much greater we'd be doing the second we get rid of this virus and it's not an issue anymore and it's the issue in our soul because the second we believe there is a Palestinian people that does not exist, never existed historically, and that part of our homeland belongs to them, we're not a full Jew. 
We're, we're not full Jews. We're not, we're not yeah. full the Jewish people. There's a part of us we're not allowing to live, that we're hiding right. and, not, and not accepting our full potential and identity. So that's the virus. I want to just clarify, the, the, right, the virus, it's, it's not them. Right. It's, it's, our, it's our heads, our hearts. It's not them. They're, they're doing what the Torah said that they would do. They're, they're, they're playing the role right. perfectly. Right. It's mamash, like, they're playing exactly the role and talking about this, any this concept of needing a spiritual revolution that's going to take the soul of Am Yisrael. Now, the soul of Am, the pulse is only in one place, here. This is the pulse of the nation of Israel. The soul is a collective body of souls. I don't know how what percentage of the Jewish people are living in Israel, those that know that they're Jewish. I don't know the numbers exactly. But I know hundreds of thousands of the most sweetest and precious Jewish brothers and sisters that don't live in the land, that love the land. However, and this is where it's like an unfiltered session today, there's been a sentence that we've been sharing amongst ourselves coming back from funerals, when going to the Shiva house. My wife and I went on Friday. I didn't even attempt to get close to even give Leo a hug because there were tons of bereaved families that came from all over the country to offer their condolences to Leo and the family. Zar lo yavinzot is the statement we keep on saying to each other. That means a stranger or a foreigner, you won't understand it. With all the videos that we make, with all the messages we send out, with all the attempt to use social media in the most powerful way possible, it's not something that I decreed or you decreed. Unless you're living it here, you just won't understand it. Right which means that unless you're living it, that button can't really get turned on. Right. We could try. Ari, Allah What a masterpiece his mouth was when it went out and spread the message. But Ari knew, just like all, anyone that's privileged to have a message of the pulse of Israel and understands, it's happening here. You have to be here. Because the soul is waiting to reunite with the body of Am Yisrael. For 75 years, it's been a strong re-resurrection of the body. But now, it's not that we need the body here. We need the souls to be here. So you could tell me, well, my soul's with you when I'm there. The problem is, the soul doesn't sense what the body's feeling unless it's reunited. Death is when the soul leaves the body. I want to be alive with everybody. I want Am Yisrael to be alive together. Right. That can only happen here. Right, right. And the soul of the Jewish people is truly alive here. Through the good Correct. and through the tragedy. Through the We're people. alive yeah. here. And, you're not, and you don't feel it if you're not, if you're not here. Zai lo yavinzot, you can't explain. How yeah. You were in Shur this Shabbos. How do I explain the emotions? What, 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 what went on here? How do you explain it? You have 500 people that really don't want to dance and that couldn't stop dancing. Because this is the story. This is what we're at. I don't remember Pesach, you know that? I don't remember there was Pesach. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, all a, it's all a blur. The time is, everything's a blur. Again, all the work and the introspection that must happen, we wait till the shiva's over. If we're even able to wait till the shiva's over. I don't even know. You know, how these things, what, what will look like. But I think that anyone that finds himself in a state of leadership 
anyone that finds themselves in a state of feeling connected to the soul of Am Yisrael understands that a spiritual revolution is in place. The body is ready to go. Yeah. Like you said, the army that we have today can wipe out the infrastructure of everything. Now. That's not the... That's not the problem. Yep. It's what's making this situation that much more frustrating and confusing. Right. The, body's, the body could do it. But the body needs the soul in order to heal the viruses we've allowed in so that the immune system can be back in place. It's, it's soul talk now. Right. And for that we need everybody. Everybody. So I want to I wanna bring everyone in to continue the, 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 the positive of the feeling of the Jewish people and the feeling of unity and again I always say this don't listen to the news put down the news stop looking at headlines connect with your fellow Jews that's it connect with your fellow Jews stop reading the press so this Friday night we actually prayed at Zayd Ranan synagogue right the synagogue where I'm I'm a founding member where the D family prays we walk into shul and again I decided to be there because uh, this was during the week of mourning and he would be coming and, and, and praying there with his son and family. You walk into synagogue, on every single seat in the synagogue was a package of sweets that another community in Efrat donated and handed out with a, with a personal message that we are with you, the community of, of, the, of the D family. And, okay, Number one. Number two, on two large tables as you entered the synagogue, filled with hundreds of baked cakes. Hundreds of baked cakes that we were then told everyone as you way out of synagogue, pick up a cake and take home. These were baked for the community, for all the families of the community, from families who live in the Jordan Valley, right, the, pl- the area where the terror attack took place, and they wanted to connect and show support and love to the, the D family community. They couldn't all make cakes for the D family, so they made all made cakes for the community. Hundreds of cakes. And it wasn't just the cake. On every single cake was a personal message wow. of love and support. And some people write, I'm so sorry this took place in our area, and our area is a beautiful area, and it's wonderful, and please, please come and, and, and come, and come on, on, on tours and hikes, but we're with you and we're, we're all together. Every single cake had its own had its own uh, personal message to another family that we all took home. And then the rabbi announced that there is one community in the Jordan Valley, not a religious community, that because of this tragedy, and it hit home because the tragedy took place right near their community in the Jordan Valley, the women have now begun lighting Friday night Shabbat candles. They started last Shabbat, and then this Shabbat. This is the beauty, this is the togetherness of a majority of the healthy Jewish people who are connected with their spirit, with their soul, here in the Jewish people. And I don't know if you guys can hear this, but I hear the helicopter coming back, I guess, to pick up the Prime Minister. It's going to be landing right right outside. Again, Zar lo yavinzot. If you're not here, you can't really feel the way... I live here, I see this, and as Avi was speaking... I can't hold back my tears. Like, what are, what are people? Right. Well, there's one more. The community of Modi'in. All the wow. women baked challahs. We got, we and got the, You got a challah, right? And, they, and before Shabbat, they, they went house to house delivering a challah. 
to all the different different families. Neve Daniel. Neve Daniel chocolates. Chocolates for me and for the kids. House to house. This is the, this is the news. You should, this this is the real news. This is the newsworthy items that the soul is chalishing, d- dying to just hear more of because it's the truth and it has and it is happening. Right. Right. And this is the soul that we want to develop and 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 grow and focus on. Uh, to get to the place of being able to push out the viruses. Bezrat Hashem, we're going to just have more and, and hold more. Oh. Say it again. Bezrat Hashem, we're going to experience more and more and more of this kind of love coming from goodness. Right, not just the bad news. And everyone, there's room for everyone. Right, and there is so much good happening. It just beyond. It's just it's not reported. That's beyond. not what that's not what gets the headlines. That's what, that's what your job is. Right, it's not. It's just not reported. But I I just want to end on trying to, on the Pesach notes. Pesach, Passover, the holiday of redemption. And I personally wrote wrote a post before the Passover holiday began. And I want to follow this. This is before the tragedy, right? Before the tragedy. And I wrote, never before am I entering this holiday of redemption, holiday of freedom, with such a feeling that we're closer than ever to this time period of, of a feeling in the air, of a feeling within the Jewish people, of an awakening of our spirit, of our soul. Even though we're far away, we're, 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 we're so much closer than we, we've ever been as a people. How do we internalize this tragedy that we've experienced and then there are plenty of people in America plenty of Jews who I know who are like yeah I'd love to live in Israel but I don't, I don't want to deal with that I'm, I'm fine living in New York I'm fine living in Boca Raton I'm fine living in Los Angeles I don't want to deal with, with, with potential terror attacks you, you want to do that you stay there I'm going to stay where I am how do we internalize this and explain this to everyone as part of the redemption process of the Kima Kima of the birth pains of Mashiach of Le Mashiach how do we compartmentalize this and, and explain this tragedy to other tragedies as we are here in the land of Israel as part of this process that not everyone's paying attention to? I think we've said on this show a number of times, who has the worst PR in the world? <laughs> the one above. I think that we have to pray and plead and ask Hashem, ask the Almighty to become clearer, a clearer mouthpiece. We have to humble ourselves and realize that whatever we're trying, it seems it, there still hasn't been a massive turnover yet that we need to, that we, that we want and need to happen. We have to pray and open our hearts in, the, in a way that we never did before, to ask Hashem to be worthy mouthpieces, to be able to transmit a message that is so needed right now, for your sake. Lema'ancha for your sake. That's, that's the spiritual side of things that I'm usually operating from, and I think that's, that's the, hum, the, 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 the short answer, the long answer, and then use it. And then once you, once you, you have that inner, inner connection to feel that, and you know it's because of love and not because of anything else, go for it. Trust yourself. Speak your heart. Share the word. But we shouldn't be as tiptoeing around the subject as we maybe have in the past, the Jewish people, it's time to come home. 
And, and on that note, Friday night I was asked to speak to the youth movement, the, the teenagers of the Ezra youth movement, who are friends of Rina and Maya. And uh, just to sum up like the message I gave in 45 minutes, in a minute, I started asking them, how many of you were born in Israel? How many of your parents born in Israel? How many grandparents born in Israel, right? And obviously everyone's seeing within each generation, more and more we were returning home, with more and more Jews returning home. Obviously the amount of kids who were born here was tremendous, the amount of parents, a little less so, grandparents less so, went back. I'll tell you how far back it went in a second. And my bottom line message was, we are so blessed. Like, we're going to have bumps in the road. We're going to have tragedies. And I mentioned some of my personal tragedies and friends, etc. Killed in terror attacks and stuff. Said, so, but look just two generations back. Just three generations back. Look what our ancestors had to deal with. In, and, and they were a minority here. And they didn't have an army. And they didn't have a state. If you'd ask them, two, three generations later, we're going to have our own state. And look, and, and communities in Israel. I said, Petah Tikva was a small, tiny community being attacked by Arabs less than 100 years ago. And it was like Ju Judea and Samaria. And now Petah Tikva is a huge city in the land of Israel. And now Judea and Samaria. All right, so we're dealing with things. One day we're going to be a huge city. We have to take a step back and look in the perspective, look at the historical thing. They look how blessed we are. And then there was one girl there she said that her she's 11th generation in the land of Israel, that her family are from the students of the Gra. And I asked out to her and everyone, I'm like, imagine if you would have the chance to ask your relatives who are 11 generations ago, one day you'd be in the land of Israel and telling them everything that exists today in the land of Israel, that we're in charge with our own army and building and everywhere. What would they say? We're living a miracle, folks. Yeah. We have to remember we're a blessed generation. Part of this of this redemption Geula process we have hard things we have tragedies we have to deal with them internalize them but then also take a step back and look at the big picture of what we're living through because we are living a miracle and how blessed we are and that's that's the message we have to give everyone every single day and hopefully we are Amen how about a little Amancha Amancha you know, because it's the, the Omer period, I'm just gonna just gonna tap and we'll sing it like this. That's right. I, 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 I,
Thank you, Rabbi Katz. Thank you, Rabbi Katz. And that reminds me, one of the next shows during the Svirat Omer, during this time period that we're counting towards the Shavuot holiday, we'll talk about the pain and the joy of Svira. The, the contradiction there that we live with as well. Signing off for another Torah talk, a special Pulse of Israel Torah talk with Rabbi Katz here in our ancestral and beautiful homeland, the land of Israel, in the beautiful biblical and ancestral Judean hills. This episode was for a full refuah shleima, full recovery for Devorah, Bat, Nisa, Etel. Everyone, spread the joy, spread the love, spread the beauty of the Jewish people, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish. We are here to be a blessing to humanity. Spread the goodness, spread the goodness of the land of Israel. We are living in redemptive times. Do not forget that. Own it. Shalom. Thanks for watching, everyone. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.